This is episode number 79 of the Ships Podcast with Hannah Bailey. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McCandrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. Everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the Ships Podcast. I hope you're coming to this episode ready and excited because we have an amazing actress joining us for this episode. Our guest is Hannah Bailey. Born and raised in Melbourne, Australia, Hannah has worked on stage and screen in Melbourne, Sydney, and New York City. Most recently, Hannah appeared in the Irish Repertory Theater's Sean O'Casey series, which included the world premiere of Sean, Women, and Song, a musical revival by Stephen Kennedy Murphy. Recent U.S. credits include The Fling LP, which she was in with me, The Richard Project, and Trollius and Cressida, Star Spangled by Douglas Carter Bean and Louis Flynn, Spring Awakening, and Welcome Home, a film by More and More Productions. Hannah is a graduate of the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and was a member of their New York 2018-2019 company. You are all in for a great episode with Hannah today. We talk a lot about some great things when it comes to acting. We discuss how acting is essentially a form of human connection and how we are built to tell stories. We also discuss the importance of seeing and hearing people deeply about awareness and centeredness and how we act because it gives us a strong sense of who we are. Hannah discusses with us her career as an actress being from Australia and moving to New York City, the importance of creating our own opportunities, of being present, and we also discuss the role that the digital universe has on our acting careers. So this is a really great episode, especially for all of you actors out there who are looking to dive deeper in your acting career and figuring out ways in which you can have a better sense of who you are in this acting world. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend who you think it might really resonate with. So without further ado, let me please introduce Hannah Bailey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today, we have actress and very good friend of mine, <laughs> Hannah Bailey. Hannah, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Pat. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation because we've had a few actors on this show in the past, and it's very important for me to have actors on the show because <laughs> I'm an actor myself. But we haven't had an actor from another country yet. You're coming <laughs> here in New York City from Australia. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited to dive into this conversation to talk about not only your career as an actress, but also about where you're from as well and also how that informs the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to dive in. Sure. 
a ship's first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> An Australian. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So I'm wondering if you could just start off by telling us uh, and our listeners a little bit about yourself. We know that you're from Australia, mm-hmm. but maybe you could tell us a little bit what it was like growing up there and then what led you onto the path that you're pursuing today? Sure. Um, well, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, which is a town in the southeast of Australia. Uh, so I grew up there. I grew up between Melbourne and Perth, which is on the west coast. So I was sort of back and forth between those two places. I grew up in a very musical family. So music was sort of the base of a lot of what we did. My father works in classical music. So that's sort of the scene that I grew up within. Um, what does he do in classical music? So he, when we lived in Perth, he uh, sort of, I guess, managed the orchestra in Perth. Oh, wow. Um, so that's what led us over there. And, you know, every weekend I was at the concert hall and sort of a lot of, yeah, a lot of classical music, a lot of orchestral stuff, which was... In hindsight, a really great upbringing. At the time, it was just, you know, whatever my my everyday. But now I, that I look back on it, I really appreciate all the um, musical influence that I had. So, yeah, that was kind of the world I grew up in. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's different. Like, I don't know if I'm your average Australian. I don't know. I don't right. even you know if you can define a, that. Uh, you grew up in an artistic family, though. So yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. At least the Australia that I know is <laughs> that that world. Um so yeah, I grew up playing piano and violin, learnt those both from a very young age. Um, and there's, yeah, some really great teachers in Australia as well and got to learn from some really great people. And I guess, yeah, just always having music in my life then led me to singing in a choir and then loved the singing part. So then started taking private vocal lessons and did that for a while. And then that eventually led me to audition for a musical. And then that was sort of yeah, where, where it all began. So I auditioned for Into the Woods. Um, I think I was 15 and got in and got to play the part of Cinderella. And it was all very, you know, all very starry eyed. And every single second of that experience, I just soaked up and loved to pieces and definitely, you know, got completely bitten by the bug then and there. And what was it about that experience and about being in a musical or a show that really appealed to you? What, what made it so um, exciting? And, yeah, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, I think, in a weird way, it seemed like a lot of a lot of things that I loved were falling into place. Things that I didn't even know I loved at the time was sort of all coming together in one. Like getting to sing and getting to. I didn't really understand what acting was at the time, but getting to do that, whatever that was, and um, meet a whole new group of people. The company that I had worked with on that musical was you know, just great. And I worked with them for a long time as well. Really great people. Um, and it was also, I guess, it was something that I was focusing on outside of school. It was completely separate to school and, you know, maybe gave me a break from, at school there's such a focus on figuring out what you want to do and what you're good at and everything. And then that space gave me the opportunity to figure all, the, all of that out without that pressure, you know. I was just there because I loved it and obviously that was going to make me want to do it more so yeah it was just I I don't know maybe it was exciting because it was in some ways a destiny that I'd landed upon without realizing yet or something like that you could you know frame it nicely like that um but definitely yeah felt all of a sudden like oh this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life you know and didn't quite believe it then sort of just as a nice idea but as I went on through high school I kept doing musicals outside of school and was doing 
you know, very much part of the amateur musical theatre scene in Melbourne, of which there is a very big one, very strong amateur theatre community, which is great. So did lots of shows, was always in a show throughout my high school time and everything. And by the end of high school, I was like very certain that that's, that's where I was heading, I think. There was no other... I hadn't really figured out what else I was going to study if I wasn't going to study musical theatre. And then, yeah, so <laughs> cut to here. Sort of, it's like a weird transition because it was all very chancy the way I ended up being here. So I I finished school, knew I wanted to do musical theatre. In At the time, it was very sort of musical theatre. I was The singing was equally weighted to the acting part and the dancing and whatever. Um and then took some time off, so I took a bit of a gap year. And during that time, I realised, I think, what was really drawing me to the musical theatre and the the whole, what that is as an art form, was actually the storytelling part and the, like, really kind of human connection aspect of it and sort of arrived at the idea that actually maybe I want to study acting in itself, you know, like, really deep dive into what acting is and the ins and outs of it all and everything. So just really randomly by chance auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is a acting conservatory in Midtown in New York City. Um, and I'd had some opportunities to study musical theatre back home as well. So it became what well, I was accepted into both and so accepted into the Academy. And That's a big decision. Yeah, yeah. So it became this decision about do I want to study musical theatre in Australia or study acting in New York City? And of course, New York City is... A great place to be studying that and a very exciting world to be part of over here but essentially the decision came down to studying musical theatre or studying acting and I chose acting in the end because of yeah what I said I, it was that really deep human connection acting storytelling whatever you want to call it that part of it and I think you know if you're singing a song at least on stage if you're singing a song or actually if you're singing a song in a recording studio or whatever you're still telling a story and you still have to know how to yeah like see that from a different character's perspective and delve into why that person is saying what they're saying and everything and so that was what spurred me to, I think to end up choosing acting and choosing New York City which I didn't realize <laughs> was going to be everything it was at the time it just seemed like you know a good opportunity but now it's my life and here we are <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for our listeners out there there's obviously a lot of actors who tune into this podcast but there's also a lot of people not in this mm. world as well mm. I think it's very common for people to say like oh well isn't musical theater acting mm. I'm wondering if you could just since you had this dilemma mm. in your life <laughs> Maybe just talk about uh, briefly just those differences of what what would be different about a musical theater degree mm, okay, than sure. a specifically acting one. Yeah. Um, well, I think essentially, I mean, because in Australia, bachelor degrees are three years. So and the course I did here was three years. Um, so essentially, I guess in a musical theater course, you're almost studying three different art forms in that space of three years, whereas if you're studying something really, if you're just studying acting or something, studying something really specifically, I think it allows you to go a lot deeper into that one thing in a way. Um, although it would be great to be able to be a real master of singing and dancing as well as acting, you know, and find that all in three years. I'm, I'm not sure if personally I would have, you know, found everything that I wanted to out of the acting aspect if I was also 
splitting my time between, you know, vocal studies and dancing and whatever else. Um, so, yeah, that sort of led me to choose acting over doing all that other stuff. And, of course, at an acting conservatory, you're going to be studying a bit of singing and a bit of dancing anyway because especially in New York City, you have to be able to speak all languages. Um, but, yeah, I think it's that ability to really um, investigate deeply into that one craft I think which is yeah yeah I would absolutely agree with you on that that acting in a lot of ways is I I think it's studying how to be human yeah and I think that's why it has such a strong appeal I find Mm. that whether it's someone who's pursuing acting professionally whether it's people involved in community theater or maybe it's like a business professional who just takes a one-off improv class. Mm. It's very rare that I've interacted with people that have been like, oh, I I hate acting, or oh, Mm. I I hate doing this. Even people that don't like to be on stage or be like the center of attention or anything like that, they might still take an acting class or an improv class and still enjoy it. Mm. And I think it goes off of what you were just talking about is really this opportunity to connect as human beings Mm -hmm. and to really look at it sounds cheesy but it's kind of like looking into the soul of someone else yeah whether it's with your scene partner or maybe even if it's the the character that you're portraying on stage or maybe even with the audience as well is that you're, you're having this live experience that that I, I believe is more and more valuable today. Oh, totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think, as you were saying, I, I think it's hard to not connect to humans telling human stories on stage or on screen. You know, why has the movie industry been the movie industry for so long? You know, it's because it's always going to be relevant because as long as we're humans and we're telling human stories, you know, I think we're always going to find something to connect to and to want to be part of. You know, as we're moving further into what you'd call the digital age and everything, um, I think being able to, you know, sit in a dark space for two hours and just be present with other people being present with people telling stories, you know, um, is such an important thing. It's I think it's we're finding it harder and harder now that we have these, you know, like now that our phones are demanding our attention all the time and that we move in such a fast paced world to be able to just sit either in a movie theater or an actual theater and 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 listen to one of our oldest forms of communicating ideas which is storytelling you know um I think is so important and so special and I hope we never lose our ability to do that yeah it really allows us to learn more about human beings learn more about each other and also learn more about ourselves as well I'm wondering if you could share with us uh, how do you believe acting both training as an actor and now working in the professional world how do you believe that acting has led you to learn more about yourself it's hard to even put my finger on exactly what it is because it's such such an integral part of what has been my growth and you know it's really at the core of who I am has been this journey of yeah like studying myself through studying acting I guess um but definitely I think partly because of my singing and dancing background as well something that really kind of hooked me into my acting training was the instrumental stuff so like body work breath work vocal work so you know all the all the work that we did in voice and speech a lot of almost sort of 
like yoga based stuff and that sort of thing really allowed me to understand and listen to my body and like always know or always be aware of how I'm feeling or what sort of tensions are leading to what like mental tensions you know like if my if my stomach's tight what is that saying about where I'm at mentally and things like that um it also really helped me learn to connect to my breath as well and you know I'm sure every actor if you've been to one one acting class you, you know that the breath is I guess yeah like the fundamental part of how we function in the world you know if you're not connected to your breath you can't really connect to anything I, else. I feel like a lot of us too I notice it in myself mm. that a lot of us will hold our breath if all, we're all like under some sort of pressure yeah. I notice like when I when I'm checking emails and I have a lot of emails mm-hmm. I like hold my breath and then yeah. once I get through I finally breathe I'm like oh my gosh what, what was I yeah, doing yeah totally which is so not even specific to I mean it is specific to being an actor but it's just specific to being a human you yes, know like if yes. if all humans were just given the incentive to like take a second and check in with themselves and check in with their breath. I think we'll all be a lot calmer, <laughs> be a much calmer world, I think. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, definitely learning those things about how I understand my own body and understand how I myself function within the world and like to move through my day to day. But it also allowed me to really gain this perspective of seeing and hearing people really deeply and sort of understanding them in a really empathetic way um and I don't know it's such a privilege to be able to have done all this investigative sort of work and in in studying how to really because it is a little bit weird it's sort of like psychoanalysis a lot of the acting work we do um but like really like go deep into why someone is the way they are like what makes them tick what in their childhood has led them to say the thing that they're saying right now, the line that they're saying, um, which completely feeds into just everyday human interaction, I think. Like, you know, if you're really able to have that empathy towards people and that compassion towards people, it sort of frees you of having to hold any, I don't know, like any sort of prejudice or like, I don't know, even just judgment on people. It's it's what acting had or what acting training had given me and especially sort of like text work and text analysis yeah allowed me to have this perspective of like everyone is has their own stuff everyone has their own struggles going on and um we can all we can do is really just listen to them there's we don't want to like you can't really do anything else but just listen and (laughs) one of my acting teachers at school um talked about olympic listening and is this idea, you know, that you can listen to someone, you can hear them, you can hear what they're saying, but then there's so many more layers of sort of really absorbing what they're saying and really like understanding empathetically what they're wanting and everything like that. And yes, on stage, that was specific to being on stage, but I think it's such a skill we can take into every day and, you know, just every time we're talking to someone, just really listening. And of course, it's hard, you know, it's hard to maintain that all the time, but the more right. we can remind ourselves of it. Yeah, yeah. Listening is definitely a lot of work. And I I found that with myself, it's certainly something that I need to exercise regularly, Mm. um, especially with with being an actor. I think that nowadays, because we have so many distractions hitting us at all different angles, especially in a city like New York, (laughs) it's it can be really difficult to stay focused and really difficult to just be in the moment with 
with someone or with a group of people mm. because there there are so many external stimuli oh gosh, that so are much. that yeah. are getting in the way yeah yeah and again you know just being able to be present and sort of even if it involves you know putting yourself in a seat in a theater and just like being there I think is such an important skill and I, I really hope we're not losing it completely and I know things like meditation and mindfulness you know it's, it's there's such buzz words buzz concepts at the moment because we are feeling that we're losing that quite a lot and yeah I think maybe everyone should just take an acting class oh yeah <laughs> and, and, and we'd oh, all be <laughs> absolutely it'll be fine <laughs> in a lot of ways how I've thought about it is that like mindfulness and meditation although obviously you could do group meditation mm. sessions I feel like mindfulness and meditation is sort of this interior work on yourself mm. and then the flip side of that I think would be taking an acting course mm. or or mm. something in that vein mm. to work on the exterior side of yeah. things with regards to building relationship with others and then mm. also just having a deeper awareness of what's around you mm. and that in turn I think also works on yourself as well yeah. figuring out a deeper awareness of yourself too. yeah well I think it's funny how those two things go so hand in hand when it comes to acting and acting training and the work of being an actor is you sort of have to have equal parts that awareness and sort of centeredness within yourself and groundedness as well as that openness to everyone around you and um, being able to you know interact with their behavior and and see what they're giving you as well as simultaneously being aware of what's going on inside you it's like that sort of superhuman thing yes. that we have oh my gosh that's a really good point I think that I'm a strong believer that you that we or you or or me individuals have to have a really great sense of themselves and who they are and of course it's always a developing process mm -hmm. you're always developing who you are but I think that we do need to have some sort of sense of who we are, at least at a f uh, foundational level, in order to be able to have those interactions with a wide variety of different yeah. type of people. And also, like you were mentioned before, to set aside that judgment so that mm. we could be open to meeting new people mm. who come from a variety of different backgrounds and mm. experiences. Mm. I think that's super important. And I think acting is this amazing way and I don't think it gets talked about a lot or yeah. I, I'm a big believer that it doesn't get talked about mm. enough either that acting is really this beautiful way and outlet to be able to do these things yeah yeah well that's why I said um as well it's it's hard to differentiate what I've learned from acting and how like how that's changed me because as I said it's sort of this just this at the core of who I am now like having that having all those all that awareness and everything is just yeah it's hard to separate from what I would be without it because it's all just yeah it's all just being a human being <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and it's interesting because I think nowadays it's becoming more difficult to be a human being yeah if th if that makes any sense at all yeah I think that we are much more readily wanting to live very mechanically, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or at least the concept of what we understand to what we understand being human to be is definitely changing and growing. Yes. Um, yes. Taking on a new meaning. Yeah. What do you think are the most difficult things about mm -hmm. 
choosing a life as an actress sure. because maybe i'm patting myself on the back but we're taught we're really selling this act oh i know <laughs> it's like oh my gosh like acting sounds amazing like it's drop like everything. this transformative spiritual experience i know i know i'm oh, gonna drop gosh. everything i'm gonna be an actor but a lot of people don't do that uh, i and i think for good reason too mm-hmm. i think that just as i'm not meant to be a doctor not everyone's I'm meant, not either part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's meant to be an actor. We all have our different strengths and weaknesses that we then tailor to a specific career path. Mm. But given your experience, what would you say are the, the most difficult things about being sure. an actrix, ac- actress? An, an actress, yes. yes an actress, <laughs> um, well, I think what we were talking about, about that, you know, the really exciting parts of investigating deeply into different worlds and different people and characters and you know different times and everything and having that really strong connection to yourself and deep connections with other people that's why we all do it. like that's why we all want to do it that's that's the really nice shiny part of it and yeah I guess what what hooks people in and what what makes people love it but then there's a whole nother side of it which is the actual building a career around that and um yeah being a professional actor which is very different to someone who just really loves you know doing scene work or something like that um and yeah definitely something I'm somewhat at the beginning of and at the start of this journey of having a career as an actor um but it's yeah it's definitely not all bright and shiny and, and and easy and um all the time because I think as I said why we all do it is all those reasons and that gives us such a strong sense of who we are and and um how we approach the world and then there's but at the same time there's so many there'll be so many periods of time when you're not doing that and so you know, when you are acting and you're in a show or you're in, you're on a, I don't know, on a film set or something like that, you'll get those really big waves of, oh my gosh, this is great. This is why I do this. I love this. I feel so grounded and, you know, all of that. You do that for a day and then maybe for three weeks, four weeks, you won't get that feeling again, at least maybe in the same, in the same sense. And so it's this real struggle between you know defining yourself as an actor or thinking of yourself as an actor and I act and I do music or I would do whatever to then having lots of times when you're not doing it and it forces you to ask the question you know well what am I when I'm not acting am I still an actor when I'm not acting um and it gets tricky um and so I think at least what I've tried to battle that with has been always trying to stay even if you're not even if you're not employed on a show or or anything like that you know still going to the theater or taking classes or you know even just reading reading a play or learning a new song or something like that will keep you feeling like you're still working in in those areas and still growing because the I mean one of the greatest parts about being an actor is that you just constantly constantly growing and learning and yeah it's easy to feel like when you're not physically doing that that you're sort of stopped and then you just sort of you know whatever job you do on the side of being an actor you can kind of you know get a bit lost in and 
and everything. So it's, yeah, I guess one of those, one of the biggest challenges being an actor is actually the not being an actor part. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know we all struggle with that. And it was one of those things at school that they all would, always would tell us or you see you know, interviews with people that have been in the business for a long time. That's always what they say. And you, I kind of always heard it, but didn't really understand it, you know, didn't Olympic listen it. <laughs> and, um, but now that I've sort of experienced a lot of that, I understand it a lot more. And I think, the, yeah, the only thing you can really do when you're when you're feeling like a little bit out of sorts because you haven't been able to put everything that's been going on inside you into a scene or something like that is, yeah, to just do those little things that remind you that you are still an artist and it may not be acting in a show it might be writing a scene with a friend or it might be learning a new song or something like that but um yeah just keeping yourself involved and in that creative mindset because I think it's really easy to fall out of that um yeah I think that's really great advice actually for any of you actor actors listening to this (laughs) podcast is really taking an active approach to your career I think that a mm. lot of actors will fall into this this passive routine where they might audition for a show, they might take a class, but then if they aren't in a show, if if they don't get cast or maybe they're not in a class at that time, their acting career's sort of on hold or they they maybe intentionally or probably unintentionally kind of put their acting career on hold because they're not taking an active effort to like you said work on a song or maybe work on a monologue of some kind Mm. I think that is probably as you mentioned the most difficult part about acting Mm. is really to figure out ways in which you can stay active if you're not in a class or not in a show Mm. and so yeah, what you were saying it really resonated with me and I think it will resonate with not only other actors but also other artists yeah. as well, whether they're painters or musicians or just people working in mm. the arts, that when we are creating something, I think a lot of the work that goes into creating is when it's behind the scenes, mm. so to say, and yeah. it's not when you are working on a show even Mm. though obviously tons of work goes into that as well well I think one of the tricky things specifically about the acting industry is it's easy to fall like fall victim to the concept that you you don't get to act unless you sort of have the opportunity to the the difference between you know maybe being a musician or someone that creates their music or a painter or a photographer you always have those tools at your disposal and you can always sort of when you want to continue to create and there's this idea that when you're an actor you have to sort of be in a show or be on a set or something to be doing that art and so I think I mean one of the really great things about being in the digital age and everything like that is there's always an audience there you know no matter what what you're creating and putting up there's always going to be someone online that can that can watch it and you know listen to what you have to say so I think yeah that was that's something that I try to remind myself of I I don't have to wait for everyone to give me an opportunity to act because you know it's my it's my craft it's my (laughs) my instrument I can do what I want with it and just trying to like seek out those opportunities or create opportunities for myself to continue to do that um because yeah it's not it's not like 
being a painter. I can't just kind of sit down at my easel and and, and paint my character into being a real life being. <laughs> that sounds you like a, a different type of acting exercise. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've done that one, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think those are all really good points. I think it's a matter of really taking control. Mm. And like you said, if the opportunities aren't there to create our own opportunities. Yeah. I'm wondering, we talked a little bit about how acting has led you to learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could discuss with us how has acting helped you in your relationships to other people? Right. As we were mentioning before, I think that acting, so much of learning acting and actor training is studying how to be human. And obviously, when we're acting in a show or perhaps in, in a film or or whatever it may be, we're obviously using what we had learned in actor training and connecting with our scene partners mm. in those moments. But how can we take these practices and apply them outside of the theater or mm-hmm. outside of film and use them almost in our interactions in our daily lives. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just about being present and being able to be present with yourself and with other people. Cause that's, I mean, yeah, it's useful when you're acting, but it's so not specific to, the acting craft you know just being able to like breathe with someone and and just be with them and listen to what they have to say that's that's just like such an important part of connecting to other people um and yeah acting school definitely helped me find a lot of that and be open to people in a different kind of way but um yeah it's something that I definitely try to take into my everyday life or you know, it's it's so easy to not as well as we talked about, especially in this city. You know, it's so easy to want to block everything around you out. Um, but yeah, sometimes just like sitting and taking a second to like breathe and notice what's going on in other people around you. Um, yeah, definitely a really, a really important, really important thing to me, even if it's something that becomes a bit more background noise. Sometimes it's nice to like remind yourself to bring it to the front again and um yeah, just I, I, I yeah. sound very, uh, you know, zen, but, you know, just no, be present I with think people. That, I think that's really good because what you talk about noticing people, mm. I think that nowadays a lot of us don't notice each other. Yeah. I think especially in New York, everyone's very oh on their one track going from mm. point A to point B and won't really interact much with what is going on mm. around them. But I think if we take the time to notice one another, mm. even if it's just saying hi real quick or or asking someone how their day is going, it makes our lives a little bit more connected Yeah. In, in a very real, authentic way that I feel like most of us don't experience mm. today, especially in New York. Yeah. Maybe in like some small town somewhere else. <laughs> in Australia ever. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Uh, I think that taking the time to do that is so important. Yeah. And it's like figuring out, especially in New York, like how to go about doing that mm. given the city or town or country that you're in. Well, I think it's, I mean, we've been talking a lot about New York City, but um, it, there is an, an element to the city that 
you know, there's so much stimuli all the time that I, I think it is quite hard for just your regular human to take it all in. Like no one, no wonder we've built all these sort of walls up around ourselves because we like you literally just can't take in all the sounds and all the sights and all the smells of the city (laughs) um and so I think it's very natural that we do try to shut out a lot of the world in a way I remember my first couple of weeks in the city I you know was fresh in the city and also in my first few weeks of acting school which are all about like just breaking down all your walls and sort of just figuring out who you are at the core of yourself and that was completely overwhelming because I I was still adjusting to what the city is and how do it you know I was trying to learn to be as vulnerable as I could and expose as much of like myself as I could while being surrounded by like just constant noise as I said my school was in Midtown just on on 30th street like in the center of all the noise (laughs) and um yeah, it was it was like a very overwhelming experience for quite a while and it's not until you I guess yeah, you learn to adjust to when you can sort of just give yourself your own time and your own space and then go out into the world and like have some of your guards up but also yeah, figuring out how you can keep your keep your eyes up and keep your ears open and things like that. Um it's definitely a constant back and forth I think for yeah, New Yorkers, because you, there's so much to see as well and so much to absorb, but sometimes you just you just can't do it all. But maybe connecting to other people is a good, like, first point to work on, you know? Like, if we can, yeah, connect, connect to others, maybe that'll help us be more open to more of what's around us. I feel like it's taking baby steps and trying to figure out a way to develop a habit of being present, of listening mm. to people. Mm. Olympic listening is... is <laughs> Uh, your acting teacher had said Mm. I'm wondering if you could talk with us about how the digital world has impacted your acting career Mm -hmm. I think that obviously a lot of opportunities come from posting content online Mm. and how can actors maintain a presence online Mm. but then also be focused and present and aware of other people that they're working with as Mm -hmm. well as their own work as an actor. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time to be in right now in terms of, you know, what what is your online presence? What is your social media status and all of that? Um, And I can't really speak to a time when that didn't exist, at least in my acting career, because and almost in my life, you know, I've, I sort of, you know, have grown up in the, grown up with our digital world growing as well, you know, like I, I'm sort of in that generation where it's sort of always been with us. Um, and so I would struggle to think of my career as something detached from the digital world. Because, yeah. because I, I, I just haven't known what that is. And I can sort of imagine it and picture it, but it's never been my reality. You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't acting before. I, I think I had Instagram before I started acting, you know? Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, maybe I can only see it for the positive things that it is because, or maybe not only see it, but I definitely see how it can be a really positive tool for creatives and for artists because, as I said, there's always an audience for you. There's always, you know, you can always cultivate an audience around what you're doing. And um, 
But at the same time, it's this really funny thing of, you know, every, everyone has a brand now. Everyone has their own thing. Everyone has their brand. Everyone has their, their social media or their website or whatever. Um, and I was in a show recently. I went to a show and in the program, there was a lot of, a lot of the actors in their bios had their social media handles. And it made me think like, oh, I guess this is where we are now. I guess that handle, that Instagram page has so much currency and so much weight in the world that we live in that, you know, it's like part of your professional thing to just like put it on your, put it on your bio like that, put it on your resume. Um, And so it is funny to like, to truly be in that time now and to just accept it. But I think as, as artists, we do have the opportunity to like make of that what we want to. We don't have to sort of feel like it's getting in the way at all. I think especially in the industry that we're in, it's can be a really helpful tool. There's also, there's the funny aspect of it as well of it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe sometimes it carries too much weight. Like I know a few friends that have been in auditions for commercials or TV stuff and things like that. And they've in the middle of the audition been asked to pull out their social media and if they haven't had enough followers, it's sort of like, oh, well, you're cut, you know? That really? Kind of thing. Yeah. And um, it's never happened to me, but I, I definitely know a few people that sort of their social media clout hasn't lived up to what the producers are wanting or something like that, you wow. know? Because, yeah, and so it is, it's weird now that we have so so much dependence on what that sort of two-dimensional version of ourselves is. Like, it can be a real advantage to people that, have figured out how to use it really well and things like that. But I think to a lot of people as well, I don't know, it can be a bit of a detriment. And I don't know if that's on the actual platform itself or if it's how we've, you know, put it on this pedestal almost, you know, like, and and then I try to think maybe there was always a version of this. This is just the version we have now. Maybe before it was, because this is one sort of version of celebrity that we have or, you know, status, but I'm, you know, that, before we had this, there was other other versions of that, whether it was, you know, like more, I don't know, like what we say, what we do say, sort of magazines or how else were people, I don't know, were people ranking themselves like this in that way? I think, at least in my opinion, to a degree, mm. there's always been some of it, but... It's so much more tangible now, though. Yeah, yeah, there's, I, I don't think it's been to the this extent before. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think it's really interesting what you're talking about with regards to what what is this, rep- like, two-dimensional representation mm. of ourselves mm. mean mm. and the idea of personal branding, what is our yeah. brand. It's such a brand. I, I always, I kind of go back and forth with my feelings about it. Yeah, so Because, do I. obviously, as an actor, I see a lot of the value in it. But then I also wonder, well, how much authenticity is is on the platforms? Mm. Are we really just cure? Are we really curating who we actually are, or are we curating someone who we think the world wants to see? Yeah, and that's definitely the challenge: is wanting to be really real and really authentic and and like vulnerable, but also knowing that there's a certain yeah currency within it. We have to have this much of this to be desirable for this and that sort of thing and and I wonder if people that aren't necessarily in the entertainment industry think of it in the same way I think we all kind of do have 
we all highlight real ourselves and we all, you know, yeah. put our best foot forward all the time. And But I, that's kind of what we do in life as well. You know, you don't like go and meet someone for coffee and I mean, it depends who you're meeting, but you don't just all it's of like, a sudden oh, yeah, like... I'm a real loser. You know? <laughs> yeah, just like break down crying. <laughs> um, so it is, I guess it is somewhat a reflection of how we like to um, put ourselves out there anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, in terms of it being useful for us in the inter- entertainment industry, I think it's, there's so much advantage to it. And there's, it's, it is also this challenge now of like how do we use this to our to our, well yeah to our best advantage because it can be we can fall victim to like yeah not being our most authentic selves because if a casting director is going to go and look at your instagram you want them to know you know you want them to be able to see as much of who you are and stuff like that but yeah also like putting your best foot forward um but it's it's such a tricky thing to navigate at the moment i think it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. What What do you think your advice would be to other actors around the world who are interested in pursuing this craft? You, having come from Australia, traveled a long oh my way gosh, so far. <laughs> to come to New York City to so pursue an acting career and to be you know successful in an acting career mm-hmm. as well. And even someone like myself who was born in America... It's even with that said, it's a difficult career to pursue. Mm. So what would your be your words of wisdom to those actors and actresses who perhaps live in different countries who are interested in pursuing this sort of career? I think what I would try and pass on to anyone wanting to, you know, start a career or just, you know, try the acting thing out would be to always keep learning and always keep growing. I think, and that's definitely not exclusive to being someone from overseas or being someone from America. It's, you know, the basis of it is continually growing. Every time you start a new role, every time you start a new show, you're essentially starting from scratch again and you have a whole world to learn and a whole character and all their relationships to to learn from. Um, and if you always keep maintain that perspective of, you know, this, I've got so much more to learn. I've got so much more to learn. It will keep you, keep the momentum in your career because as soon as you decide that you kind of know everything or you've learned enough, I don't think, I don't know what, like then, you know, what are you going to be doing it for? Um, so yeah, whether that's, and we've talked a lot about, you know, keeping your instrument fresh and doing classes and like whatever, whatever it takes to keep yourself in that creative space um all of that is so important because it's not like it's not like you go to acting school and then you learn how to act and then you can go and do whatever you want you know it's constant constant work it's you know a dancer is constantly working on their body and strengthening it and it's it's just the same for us um and so having that mindset I think is really important and something that I try to maintain um in terms of being someone from overseas who's maybe wanting to pursue acting in America or pursue acting in a country that's not their own, my advice would be to give it time, I think. It definitely took me a lot longer than I thought it would to settle here and really feel like I belonged here and wanted to be here. 
Well, yeah, it, it takes it takes a long time, I think, especially if you're moving to somewhere that's perhaps a big city like this or just somewhere that's really different from your own home. Australia is, or at least Melbourne, where I grew up predominantly, um, is very different. It's quiet. It's a lot more friendly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a slower pace, you know. Um, and so coming here took, took a really long time. I thought it, at first I thought it was about the, the sort of seven month mark that I started feeling really comfortable but actually now that I'm almost four years in I I think maybe it took almost two and a half three years to feel like okay I'm I'm here and I really I know why I'm here now and this my life is here and um yeah there's this other interesting aspect of this is something I've been sort of grappling with I, I went home over Christmas recently and um I'm more and more having the sense that i kind of now have two homes you know it's like I'll talk about home being Australia but then when I'm in Australia I'll talk about home as in New York um just the way I refer to it and people started being like well what what is home what which place do you call home and eventually I just came to the conclusion that I think I kind of have two or either I'm I, I like to think of it as a sort of Venn diagram of one circle is home and the other circle is home and I'm like in that middle part and I get to pull things from both and understand that I have support systems in both places and so if you are wanting to move overseas and things like that it takes a while to you know build that from scratch again in your new home or your new city um but it's definitely some it's definitely a really interesting (laughs) way to live for a little while I think and um really exciting and so many challenges but like the most rewarding as well I think you're talking about, too, the importance of always learning and growing. I think that that really hits me a lot because it's only when we're learning and growing that we're learning more, learning more about ourselves Mm -hmm. and growing more in this Mm -hmm. world. And I think that's something that we really are able to take with us throughout the entirety of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's where we find fulfillment and knowing Mm -hmm. who we are and growing Mm -hmm. and learning about other people and Mm -hmm. other experiences Mm -hmm. as well. So it's, it's really important. That was, I was, Mm -hmm. I was driving with you a lot. And cause it's, it's that, and it's also, yeah, growing your own sense of what you do as well. You know, you might leave acting school with the idea that you want to do like straight theater and TV or something like that. And then opportunities will come along. And if you're open enough to them, you realize like, wait I actually really like music as well and like creating music and things like that or you know it's growing in the sense of like what you as an artist has the capacity for as well so yeah lots of lots of learning to be done in this kind of career yes yes Mm. well Hannah thank you so much for joining us on the ship's podcast I really enjoyed chatting with you I not only appreciate you coming out on the show but also the work that you do as an actress and just how thoughtful you are. I, I didn't mention this before. Hannah and I were in a show yeah, together <laughs> this past summer. It was amazing. It was great. And I, I really appreciate your, your thoughtfulness as an actress, what you bring to your work, and also you. how you are able to really bring your full self to a role hmm, that's and nice. <laughs> and then be be able to share this experience w- with people as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. whether it's with friends or whether it's with co-workers it's kind of funny calling like fellow actors co-workers but I guess that's what they're te- yeah. technically are uh so I I really appreciate that a lot well, thank you thank you so much for 
having this chat and just being able to talk about some of the real the real stuff. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where can our listeners find out more information about you and your work? Right. And and now we get into the whole... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. All the details. What, what currency does all social the, media the, hold? Uh, the whole, whole online world. Um, I guess well, I have a website. It's hannahadelbailey.com. H-A-N-N-A-H-A-D-E-L-E-B-A-I-L-E-Y.com. Uh, and then my Instagram is the same, which is with an at at the start and without the dot com. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess that's probably a good place to start. Great. Well, I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes mm-hmm. of this episode. So listeners out there, just scroll down in the show notes. The links will be provided. So please check out Hannah and her works. You'll find a lot of good things. One last question mm-hmm. for you before we are finished. Mm. What is your definition of a deep, meaningful relationship? Sure. Um, I think the relationships in my life that I value the most are the ones that I'm just able to be really, really present with, but also the people in my life that we can really just talk about the really deep parts of ourselves and be really, really vulnerable with each other and, um, you know, without judgment, just like talk about the world and philosophize and, you know, ideas and all of that sort of just really investigating deeply what it means to, yeah, be, be a person in this world and to connect to the world and connect to each other. Um, I find it difficult sometimes to maintain those friendships that are more just circumstantial you know like those those work-based friendships or friends you made at school uh, when you don't really have much in common that you would just accept for the fact you were just in the same place for a long time find it harder to sometimes maintain those because I think what I really crave is like that really deep knowing of someone else and them knowing me and sharing that and like that's always something that's been really important to me um and really fulfilling as well to have friendships like that and relationships in your life that yeah you can just I don't know get to the bottom of who they are and see and be seen by them and also friend something I think that can create really meaningful connections between people is when two people are creating something together or multiple people are creating something together I think that's why sometimes you know if you're in a cast as we were (laughs) with um, people from a show or something like that you find a really deep connection quite quickly because you're you know you're in creative mode you're in vulnerable like creative space um sharing that together I think that that is always will boost someone's you know relationship or boost the way you can connect to each other because you're like so exposed in that way um so yeah being able to be creative with people as well is something really important to me Uh, that's great (laughs) wow yeah I I absolutely agree with that I thought that's such a great thing to leave our listeners with. So go out and be creative with people because you'll definitely reap the awards of of connection and deep, meaningful relationships. So Hannah, thank you so much again for joining us on the show. Thank you. Hannah Bailey, everyone. That was such a great conversation. I really enjoyed chatting with Hannah about how acting could allow us to connect on a deeper level, how it can allow us to develop a deeper level of self-awareness, 
as well as how it can help us stay present in our day-to-day lives. So Hannah, thank you so much for coming out on the show. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. You also have the opportunity to call in and leave a voicemail if you have the Anchor app. Said voicemail may be released on a future episode of Ships, so please call in and let me know your thoughts. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes with insightful messages and inspiring guests. So if you're interested in supporting, just scroll down in the show notes and click the link provided. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the Ships Podcast. I really enjoy having incredible guests like Hannah on this show in order to talk about the importance of deep and meaningful connections in our digital age. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.